0: Yo, welcome in to The Odd Couple. My goodness gracious. It is a Magic City Monday. The Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio, Rob Parker. Rob and, Parker. That's right. And TJ Zada. Wow. Filling in for Chris Broussard. And we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. We're doing it live. That's right. And we're brought to you by... One of your favorite cities, Las Vegas, where I'm going to spend my birthday next month. That's right, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. No one does sports like Vegas, and the excitement is endless, so make sure you plan your next trip at uh, visitlasvegas.com, no doubt. And let me welcome in my partner for the day, Mr. T.J. Hushmanzada, the former all-pro wide receiver. What's up, TJ? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. What's up, bro?
2: Man, the same with you guys and all the uh, listeners. A happy belated Merry Christmas, a happy holiday season. I'm doing well, man. Ready to rock out and have a great show.
0: Man, we got so much to do today, so much to talk about and uh, Chris Bouchard will be back tomorrow, you know, you know. I'm not that big time, TJ. I got to work the <laughs> holidays, you know. Chris is the star of the show, so I just show up and do what I got to do to try to rub a couple nickels together. You got me? Hey,
2: you got to get them nickels together for Sheckle City.
0: That's right. You are. Re- hey, TJ, I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. Guess what I did last night. You ready?
2: Uh, you must have done very well. Dude. Let, let me hear it. Let me hear okay.
0: it. I bet 16 games, 13 NFL, three NBA games. I hit 13 out of 16. Wow. I cleared $1,011. And let me tell you what I left on the table. The three games I lost. I lost the Clippers game by one. They, they were, I needed, um, who are they playing? I needed the other team to win by. They played by. Denver. Denver, I need them to win by four. Denver won by three. I had Seattle. If Seattle won that game, and if the Clippers won that game, and the other game was um, with the Falcons in Detroit, and they didn't cover the spread. It was seven, I think, six and a half, and they won by four. Had I won those three games, that would have been another $900 in my pocket, my man. It was a masterful weekend. Hey, Hopefully you can keep that thing rolling, man. Keep it rolling, man. Yes, sir. So, uh, all right. We got a great show for you today. And uh, we're going to talk to Cousin Sal. Speaking of uh, gambling and points and all that, uh, of course, he's the co-founder of the Extra Points Podcast Network, which TJ has a podcast on. Uh, The Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, which I used to work with him on. Killing Martin. I'm killing Martin. I know you're killing Martin, right? Martin Weiss, who will fill in for Chris (laughs) on Friday. Are you killing Martin this year? Killing him. I bet. Uh, So we'll talk with uh, Cousin Sal in about 30 minutes. But let's welcome in the Odd Couple crew, because we wouldn't be able to do this fine radio program without them. Of course, uh, Alex Tyshirt, our... engineer, I was going to say our resident engineer, our glorious engineer. He'll be on the ones and twos with a little Magic City uh, music. We got Ricky filling in for Rob G. He's our producer today. That's right. And David Gascon is uh, on the updates. He'll keep us updated throughout the program. But let's just kick it off here. The Cowboys, TJ, demolished the uh, Washington football team. Uh, so much so, they're fighting on the sidelines. Have you ever been in a fight on the sidelines with a teammate during a game? Nah, nobody
2: would never try me like that, Nobody's going to swing on you like that? Absolutely not. <laughs> they they know all my teammates you knew. You go crazy. They knew who to try, and I wasn't the one. But right. that not only do you get embarrassed, what they did was also embarrassing on the sideline. You, you can't do that type of stuff.
0: No, nah, uh, that's bad. That's a bad look. It's a bad law. Uh,
2: yeah, understatement.
0: No, it really is. I, I mean, and and you remember there's a famous one which killed me. You remember uh, you uh, TJ, uh, Buddy Ryan and Kevin Gilbride. You oh, remember yeah, that? on the sideline coaches. On the sideline yeah. coaches, Buddy Ryan took a swing at Kevin Gilbride, who was the offensive coordinator, and Buddy was the defensive co- right, uh, or was or was that when he was that when when uh, I'm trying to think was Kevin the head he- coach of the Chargers. He took a swing at him, if you yeah. remember. Yes, I remember uh, that. And uh, nothing happened to Buddy Ryan. It was like, oh, that's Buddy being Buddy. But anyway, Cowboys demolished them. Uh, they win the NFL at, at the NFC least, and they um, they they score fifty six points, just like roll over Washington. And uh, they're eleven and four. And all year, people are trying to figure out TJ. Who 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 are, who are the Cowboys, You know, there was times people looked at Dak early on and he's putting up numbers. Oh, he's elite. Even Chris Broussard had to back off of that when we saw those down games where he didn't look elite and he didn't look good in some games. But now here we are, close into the playoffs. The Cowboys have won four playoff games, I think, since 1995. Is that what it is? Yeah. Four playoff games since 1995, basically since Jerry Jones took over and started running it like a mom-and-pop store, you know, with his family. They, they haven't done anything. They haven't been to an NFC Championship game since then. And this is a franchise that won three out of four with Jimmy Johnson was there in the beginning. You remember that. They were a dynasty. Three out of four. The Cowboys were legit and for real. I'm going to tell you, TJ, I still think they're baloney. I, I'm not in on the Cowboys. I need the Cowboys to actually win some playoff games before. I don't care what they do in the regular season. I don't care if they win the division. I don't care how many points they put up. And let me tell you, the Cowboys' wins have come against teams with a combined record of 45 and 59. Only two of their wins are against teams over 500 currently, and both teams are just one game over 500. And that's like... um, Philadelphia, I think, is 8-7 and seven and one other team. But anyway, where are you on the Dallas Cowboys after they, they clinched the uh, NFC least, as I call it? The
2: Cowboys, it's, it's hard to get a gauge on them and, and because when they they lost the first game of the season to the Bucks, and I was impressed, like, wow, the Cowboys are going to be a problem for everyone offensive. The way they were moving up and down the field, they just couldn't stop the Bucs. And then they hit a low. It was almost as if it was two different teams. Right. And they seemed to be picking it back. It doesn't like the Washington football team, even though the players acted like uh, Buddy Ryan and Kevin Gilbride when he was coaching the Houston Oilers in 1993, they have a good defense. That team is good defensively. And the Cowboys ran straight through them. It seems as if they may be getting hot at the right time. Offensively, they, they still didn't have their offensive line, but they have so many weapons. If that can spread the ball around like this and keep a coordinator and a defense guessing where they're going to go with the ball, the Cowboys are competitive with everybody because Micah Parsons, what he's playing with, that confidence, Steph, Trayvon Diggs, not Stefan, Trayvon Diggs, the confidence that he's playing with, DeMarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, they have... A complete team, and so I believe the Cowboys, like I thought after I watched opening weekend, they're gonna be a problem. The Cowboys are a problem because they can play with you defensively, and can you play with them offensively?
0: Yeah, my only problem is, and they're second in point differential at 150, but a lot of those are against bad teams where you pile up numbers. I'm not knocking them for piling up the numbers, but you, you, those aren't the guys. The teams that w- they're piled up all these wins against, they won't play in the playoffs. That's my that's my problem is that they won't play uh, Carolina, and they won't play Atlanta, and they won't play Washington, and they won't play the Giants. Those are the teams that they've uh, piled up numbers are there such thing as, as fake numbers in the NFL or padded stats? You know, I've always said stat Absolutely. Padford, You know that I, where guys yeah. put up numbers when they really don't matter or when the game was on the line, you're not getting those same numbers.
2: Absolutely. Like, when you look at the NFC right now, I believe everyone would say Green Bay is the team to beat. The way the Packers are playing, they're the team to beat, even though Baker played for the Packers on saturday on christmas he sure day.
0: did man how <laughs> bad was that and then and then people are c- crying about the last interception he threw four what I
2: mean, you May know like it. first off we're not even talking about that but stefanski <laughs> just run the ball bro you guys do run, the, run ball. the ball but just, i digress these coaches are coaches it yeah. makes you wonder why but hey i'll leave it alone um The Packers would seem to be the favorite. They're they're playing the best football, at least consistently good football week in and week out.
0: And the other thing, too, real quick, is that they can win in in a lot of ways. They run the ball. They got defensive players who make plays. Am I right, TJ? Like, they make plays.
2: You know what's crazy, Rob? Is their best corner hasn't even been playing. Jair Jair Alexander.
0: He's not even playing. When he comes back. They're missing, right, they're missing, like, Three or four really good players who yes. haven't played.
2: Yes, but but when you have uh Aaron Rodgers and Devontae, they, they cover up for a lot. And and then a- after Green Bay, you'll look and say, Okay, what about the Bucks? Is Godwin
0: gonna come back?
2: Is Evans hamstring gonna bother him? Cause the Rams. When,
0: when when Brady doesn't have his weapons, that doesn't look as good, does it? I think that's any that's any guy,
2: Rob, to be honest with you. The quarterbacks, I've said this, they get way too much credit. They take way too much of the blame. Right. But they uh They take the big paycheck, so I guess, you know, the good comes with the bad.
0: Sure. The Rams, we saw Matthew Stafford. Yeah, it's just like. Were you surprised that, that, like, this this has been my argument, TJ. Not that he can't play or he can't make throws, but to put all the bad stuff that happened to him on Detroit, I think we got a glimpse of that this year. It's not just the Lions.
2: Every time he doesn't play well, I don't know why this is the case. I think about Rob Parker. Do you really? Like, yeah, because you, Pat Stafford, right? And so, or Stat Pad, Stat, Stat Padford, And right. So it's it's like, it, he didn't play well, and I, I what's starting to happen is. Teams are going to take Cooper Cup away, and he forces the ball to Cooper. On that, he threw that seam route for a touchdown. Odell actually was open for the touchdown. He threw it to Cooper when
0: Cooper was covered and threw right. him open.
2: But these good teams in the playoff, they're going to take Cooper Cup out of the game.
0: No way is he going to be able to to do what he's been doing. And that doesn't mean he's not going to get anything, but you're right. Man. And he'll have to be able to adjust.
2: Rob, if their first playoff game, if Cooper Cup has more than eight catches and over 100 yards, they need to fire the defensive coordinator for the opposing team. Yep, He needs to be fired on the spot. As soon as we walk walking off the game, you fired. If it's a road game, you can't even fly back with us. No doubt. Because right. they are feeding him the ball. And so the Cowboys have a chance because they they seem to have a complete team. But it's not going to be easy.
0: Okay. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. It is the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker, TJ Huchmanzada coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Not yet. I need AutoZone. Uh, We got that? Okay. We'll do that after. All right. Now let's welcome in, of course, the Hall of Famer. Former DB Rod Woodson, and of course a Fox Sports Radio NFL analyst. What's up, Mr. Rod Woodson? What's up, my brothers from another mother? We're doing great, doing great, man. Hey, let let's start, uh, let's start, Rod, with um, the game tonight: Saints and Dolphins. Dolphins are already up seven nothing. Who did you like coming into this game? TJ like. The Dolphins going for seven wins in a row, and I like the the Saints. Their defense shut out Tom Brady. Now the defense didn't give that up; the offense just gave up those points. But I like the Saints' defense. Who do you got tonight?
1: I mean, I, if if they had all their weapons, and I'm talking about the Saints, I would have I would take the Saints. But they're just the way they. I mean, they're banged up and beat up. They're on COVID. I mean, I'm what 22 guys on the COVID list. You know, you're playing with a rookie quarterback versus a really hot team. Even though you know, I don't think you know they they did beat Baltimore uh, five weeks ago. But other than that, you know, all the other wins were te- teams that didn't have a winning record. But right. nevertheless, they're still they're still playing really good football, and they have that confidence. And when you have confidence in the National Football League, man, it it it, it can it carries it. It, it, it travels. So I, I think. Miami's going to be a tough out tonight, um, and if Ian Book can't get it done, um, I don't see any way that the Saints can win.
2: Man, you said that like somebody that just said that earlier, but that, that's a
0: great that's analysis, all use, <laughs> Mr. All, uh, Hall all of Famer. All you ex-football players sound alike, so I get it. That's a great analysis. Right? <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> hey, Ryan, I, I, got,
2: I got a question for you, and, and this is completely off of uh, the game. I, I'm sitting here thinking about how well – Trayvon Diggs is playing when it comes to intercepting the ball. And then then you look at certain stats that he's given up a ton of yards and coverage via the pass. How can he try to combine the two to become more of a complete corner?
1: You know, I I think the one thing he has to do is that, you know, he he always has to play. And, you know, one of my models was no scenes, no posts, no goes. Can't let you get behind me. I got to play top down. And when I play top-down, he's getting the picks already. So, you know, he's not scared, TJ, to put his foot in the ground and go get the ball. So we know that, right? Now it's all the little things. He can't every time he press. He's going to either press or press bell. That's all he does, right? So now he has to press, press bell, press bell, stop. You know, he needs to be off of five and then walk up, come back. He needs to be at cover two. He needs to be instead of being at three yards. He needs to be at eight yards sometimes. If the coaches let him, I don't know how their coaching staff will let them do that or not, right? But they they got to let him be, you know, show different looks to the quarterback to kind of bait him into showing that you think you see one thing, but at the end of it, it's going to be another. Uh, And at the end result, though, if he can stay top down, uh, then he's going to be a heck of a player. I I never thought I would say that anybody can come close or is going to come close to Night Train Lane's 14 picks. But having 11 with two more games with the quarterback set, he's going to play against, they're going to throw the football, right? I mean, that's just the way the league is. And the quarterbacks aren't great quarterbacks. I mean, they're, they're serviceable quarterbacks, but they're not great quarterbacks. You know, I'm talking about the masses in the league today. He should get picks and he still, he has a great opportunity to get, you know, two or three more. I would not be surprised if he comes even closer to Nitrain Lane's 14 that Nitrain got when he was a rookie.
0: Our guest is Rod Woodson. Of course, the, uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer and Fox Sports Radio analyst. Let's go to Seattle. They had a terrible loss to the Bears yesterday. They were up 17-7 in that game. They lose 25-24. And uh, it'll be their first last place finish since 1996 in the NFC West. And Pete Carroll saying he doesn't want to start over or whatever. But I I think that, Rod, they need to maybe, you know, make a trade and get rid of uh, Russell Wilson. And 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 start all over. Am I masochist? Am I crazy? Or
1: hey, I, you know, the, the problem when you have a a really good football team and those players, the legion of boom, right? All those guys are gone outside of Bobby, right? Yeah. Um, they get older, and you're going to have to replace them. And they haven't done a great job of replacing the guys that got them to that. To the height of them winning the Super Bowl, right? They ha- they have not done that on a consistent basis, and that's why they're in the trouble they're in. So yeah, yeah, you know, I know I know what Pete's saying. Hey, Pete's old man. Pete's older, right? Pete, knows he doesn't have that much longer to you know the coach in the National Football League. And the last thing Pete wants to do is blow that thing up and take another five, six. I don't think he he doesn't know he's, if he has that. He's seventy
0: it. years old. Pete Carroll, like almost yeah, 70? yeah. Yeah, so, I, you know,
1: I, I feel Pete, but I, I think you're right in the sense that I think they have to go in a different direction. Uh, the way they're going, um, I don't think they're going to have an opportunity to get back to the postseason. Uh, obviously not this year, but even, even next year.
0: Well, right, if so you look I, at I, the I, NFC West and the guys and the quarterbacks and the teams that they have, right, where's the, where's the room the, to, go, to get back there? Well,
1: you've got to draft. I mean, you you have to draft some guys, right? And you got to look inside well, your. They, they haven't done, right? That's right. And you got to look at inside of your division. Who do you need to stop? Right? You need to stop Kyle Murray. So you need a you need a, a shutdown corner, right? That's one thing. You got some pretty good receivers. You got an okay running game, not great. Um, you know, I you need a, a definite pass rusher. And you need another stud young linebacker. I mean, they they need different levels, and they won't get it all in one draft. And I know that. I, so Pete is saying, man, listen, I can't blow this thing up, but I don't have that much longer, and I don't know if they'll give him that much longer. You know, it say let's say next year. I I think well, I think they will. You know, I think he's going to be on Pete's call when he wants to retire. But you know, I don't know. Pete doesn't want to lose. Uh, you know, he he doesn't have he doesn't have that any he won when he was at uh, USC. You know, he, he's turned that program around up there in Seattle. So, I, I feel Pete um, to blow Zane up. But I think that's what he needs to do. He needs to go in a different direction that they're heading.
0: I don't want to say that uh, Pete Carroll's old, but I hear they're moving his office to the cemetery. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Hey, before you silly.
2: Hey, Rob, when you when when you look at one of your former teams in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and oh, man. how they've fallen fast, oh, and they give gracious. Roethlisberger another year, Terrible. which I believe everybody knows is a mistake. How do they get back to what they what they were and what they've been? Because when you that division is tough with Joe Burrow and the entire Bengals team. Their yes. best players, they're all young.
1: Yeah, I mean, how it's, do you they know, get back at, to be competitive? Well, we know Ben. This is his last year. We know Why? that, right? So, they, and you know, they let you know, some of their offensive alignment are gone. One guy retired. That hurt them. They got to find a playmaking wide receiver. We gotta see if Najee's gonna be that running back, right? Can he take a five yard run and make it into a forty yard run? You gotta find a quarterback. You know, I don't think that quarterback is on the Pittsburgh Steelers roster today. And on defense, I, I mean, I don't know what type of defense they run. I I have no idea. Right? That's, just, that's embarrassing. Like the the stuff that I saw, that is not Pittsburgh Steelers worthy, especially in the secondary. Guys missing tackles, three I mean Three guys had a shot at making a tackle on Kansas City on Pringle, and nobody can bring him down? Are you serious? I mean, it's just that, to me, I don't know. You know, I think they got to do some upgrading there, uh, especially, you know, I, I think at the, the, in the secondary. Um, so they, I, I think they have some work to do, and it's going to be really tough to, to stay with the Bengals because the Bengals, man, they're, them dudes are playing lights out right now. I mean, they're playing yeah. really good football. you got a nice young quarterback you got some. You got a nice receiving core. we got Joe Mixon that now he has a, a re quarterback and a receiver. The running game is going to open up for him, and he's really good in the passing game also. And the defense has played really good football. So you know, the way they've played this year, talking about Cincinnati, I don't know how Pittsburgh gets back to beating them on a consistent basis and even Baltimore, because I think Baltimore is going to be okay because they're banged up and beat up. Right, I think banged Mixon, up, they and they've got back,
0: all the COVID, too, as well. So a lot of their right. players – so, I think next right. year next
1: year the secondary will be f- good for them, and I think they'll be fine.
0: All right, Mr. Rod Woodson, we appreciate you as always. Happy New Year to you and the family, right? We'll uh, talk to you again. We appreciate the knowledge.
1: Happy New Year to you guys. Take care of yourself, brothers.
0: Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, Find your local station for the Odd Couple at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. I'm George
1: Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, it is the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. On a Magic City Monday, Rob Parker and TJ Houshmandzada filling in for Chris Broussard. Chris will be back tomorrow. And we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, the final hour of the program. And, TJ, we've uh, chopped it up a lot on the football, and we're going to get to some basketball. But at the bottom of the hour, Tyler Dragon who's an NFL reporter for USA Today, will join us at the bottom of the hour. He'll uh, wrap up this uh, Monday football uh, with some uh, tidbits around the league. But, TJ, you you love basketball. You follow the Lakers. And you've seen what happened. They've lost five in a row. They've looked really bad in uh, spots. Brooklyn, you know, people are saying, oh, well, Anthony Davis is out in COVID and they don't have this, they don't have that. Brooklyn came in on Christmas night without KD, without Kyrie, LaMarcus Aldridge didn't play, and six other guys didn't play. And they were up 23 points at one point in the third quarter. And the Lakers made a comeback, took the lead, actually, and then wound up losing by seven or eight points. Uh, on that, uh, did you see that uh, dunk over LeBron, that facial? I saw, I saw it. Nick Claxton yeah. gave yeah, LeBron. It, yeah. Okay, I'm just asking. But but TJ, I mean, this is a first guess for me and Chris. Because we didn't think Westbrook would fit with this team. It's an older team. They don't play defense. They're giving up like 120 or more points a game, 120 plus during this five-game losing streak, they can't stop anybody. And, you know, they're older players. They're not consistent. I got it. They got some injuries. They got some COVID, but other teams do as well. Where are you on the Lakers, where they are, and are you surprised at how bad they have been in certain spots?
2: It worries me because LeBron is playing extremely well.
0: Yes. Year, yes, he had thirty. 19. What did he have? Thirty six the other night. Right. Yeah, I think he's averaging like
2: thirty, twenty. What is he averaging? Twenty some seven and eight, or eight and seven? Like he's playing year nineteen, no drop off. He's playing as well as he's ever played, shooting the ball well, and they're losing. That's a problem. If he wasn't playing well, you, you could point to say, ah, they're not. He's not playing well. He's playing well, and they're losing defensively, when, when you watch other games and other teams play, they play so hard. These other teams, they help, they get back to their man, and if somebody covers for them, they go cover for them. The Lakers don't do that. I mean, if, if a guy's open, they just sit there and watch him shoot the ball and then watch somebody grab a rebound after he met. They don't play hard enough. They don't play on deep. Last year, I believe they were top two in every defensive category.
0: Right, they were.
2: They're in the bottom third this year. They don't play with the energy needed to be a lockdown defensive team. And when you can't stop anyone, you got to be perfect on offense. And they don't have the shooters to be perfect on offense. So they must get that from the defense. And I don't know where it's going to come from. Because this is who they are. Their team is older. They, they don't have these fresh legs where they can just exert all this energy defensively. But it, it's almost crazy how the NBA works because I know if this was the NFL, you would just get benched. They'd just be like, okay, I'm not playing you anymore. Right. Or you or like in your face. It don't happen to be
0: NBA, right. No,
2: it's like you bench a guy, they're going to be mad or you're you scared to bench him. If this was the NFL, you will get your behind put on the bench immediately well it's oh, okay guys come on let's just keep playing harder we're gonna figure this out right. nah you're not figuring this out you got to put some guys in there that want to play and play hard it's well, let me uh, almost ask you this
0: here's a guy who plays hard every night that's the one knock you can't say about uh russell westbrook he had a triple double on christmas but the triple double included four for 20 from the field tj he missed all 10 shots in the second half, and you remember that he went up for a dunk and the rim blocked him at the end of the game? Not
2: only that, missing layups and all that throughout the game. I watched that game.
0: Am I right? Bunnies. Yeah. So now we got some sound. Russell Westbrook stormed out of the arena. I don't know if he stormed, but he left without talking to the media on Christmas night. Sure, he was upset. That triple-double is nothing to where it put your – uh be proud of when you shoot four for twenty from the field. I mean, he can't shoot anybody, and the bunnies he missed in the dunk, so he wasn't happy, so he talked to the media and uh, yes, he was not happy
3: and honestly, I mean I think i've been I've been fine. The conversation's been heavily on how I'm playing and what I'm doing, but I think people are expecting me to, to have twenty five, fifteen, and fifteen, which that is not normal. you know we need to, everybody has to understand like that's not like a normal thing that people do consistently. We got more sound? Don't we have more? When people are saying Russ be Russ, I don't really think no, nobody understands what that means. I think people just say it and just be like, let's Russ be Russ, but nobody actually knows what that means but myself, and I'm going to lean on that and make sure I do what I'm supposed to do and let everything else outside of the locker room, whatever that may be, um, take care of
0: itself. And do we have one more clip?
3: Everybody wants me to do certain things, Fizz, Frank, everybody want me to do this, but in the end, they don't want me to do this. Honestly, I'm over the whole situation and what everybody else want me to do and what they think I should be doing.
0: TJ, what do you make of that? He's over it, he said. I don't don't care what they want me to do. I'm just going to do what I do. Is that the best policy for him, or is he not being realistic from the standpoint that when you join a team with LeBron and A.D., you're going to be asked to do something different. You can't just be the same guy you were, right? Otherwise, you probably shouldn't have come to the Lakers.
2: It is. Russell Westbrook is what he is. He's been very successful. He's played in the league a long time.
0: He's also been it, traded three times in the last four years or whatever.
2: and he is he going to change? Absolutely not. He's not going to change, and he shouldn't change. Okay. The so Lakers, the Lakers should, made a mistake. They, yeah, made they a should mistake? have known. They should have known what they were getting into. And Westbrook isn't the problem because he's played this way his entire career. He plays extremely hard. He's he he's, he's a make turnover machine. Shots. No, he does. But he, like. he's 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 been a turnover machine. Okay. It's not like Westbrook is playing any different than he's played. He he's not averaging as many points, but you, you can't when you're playing with A D and LeBron, now with A D out. He he didn't have many turnovers against the Nets. He had a triple double. Was it a beautiful triple double, so to speak? No, it wasn't.
0: Dude, that had that had two bags over it. One on yeah, yeah. on his head and one on, on everybody else's head in case his fell off. I mean, that was bad.
2: And and I don't agree with that. Their problems come on a defensive side. It's not offense. They're scoring enough points the majority of the nights. They need How do you to give fix effort. that with an
0: older team, though. It's you not going to get better. It gets worse as time goes on when you're older. You see LeBron shooting more threes than ever. He do not even want to mix it up, right? He'd rather stay on the perimeter. Like, it's uh, like where are you getting it from?
2: Defense is all about want to, desire, and I effort. Agree. It takes no talent, want to desire and effort and these dudes they're almost like alligators man they 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 eat (laughs) and they gonna chill now they're comfortable they want to rest when i say they eat they've made so much money that it's like y'all play defense i ain't playing defense right now and you can't have that and lebron being a leader of the team he can't get in russell westbrook face because russell westbrook's looking at it like (laughs) i've had a, a lot of success bro like and who's holding who accountable? And and that's the question that needs to be asked. Who is holding who accountable? We got to play hard on defense. We got to help the helper get back to our guy. Contest shots. If they is do this, that, oh, they have a chance.
0: I, I just I just think that this wasn't a good fit. And, it wasn't.
2: And I, I, I agree with you. It, that it wasn't a good fit. But what can they do? N- nobody's going to take that contract. They got to make this. They got to make this work. They must. Make this work,
0: but and it's gonna be, start on the defensive side of the ball. I, I agree with you, but when you see LeBron, he doesn't—he ha- can't control the games the way he used to. When LeBron put up the numbers that he used to—that he's putting up—they used to win his teams. But
2: right? he had guys that were shooting and making that outside shot to keep teams honest, and it opened up for him. The last two years, he has not had guys that can knock down the three. He has right? not had it, and so now. They condensed the paint. Just go back to that Phoenix Suns series. I mean, they was basically playing zone defense like it was uh, Syracuse and Jim Bayham right. in college basketball. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what they were doing. And, right. and so play tough, hard defense. Now, this means LeBron has to play 32 minutes a night. Westbrook, these guys got to play less minutes so that they can give maximum effort. That's what needs to happen. And, and if these bench players aren't going to come in with this type of effort, they can't play. Max effort. 32 minutes a night, to me, that is the only solution because there's nobody that's coming in that's going to change the course of the season. Whoever's going to change the course of the season for the Lakers are in that locker room. Make a decision that we're going to be the type of defensive team we need to be. And if I have to play 32 minutes and I'm LeBron and I'm Westbrook and I'm whomever else, then that's what it will be. But I'm going to lead by example. I'm going to bust my tail when I need to come out. I'm coming out, but it's going to start on defense
0: what What do you make you know it's the easy part of course is is to blame the coach Frank Vogel, who won a championship a couple years ago with the Lakers uh but you know you can't change the team if the team doesn't continue to to improve or start playing defense he is going to be the one shuttled out. you agree with that yeah because <laughs> they gotta they gotta feed the fans something you just can't say. We're going to ride this out as is and wait to see what happens. I just – You say shuttling – to where? To who? For who? Fizz is there. I mean, I'm just saying, like, somebody who's defensive-minded. I mean, like, like, that would be your argument is, like you just said – Defense is about Rob, effort and Rob, energy, right? What is
2: What is Frank Vogel known for?
0: No, I know, but it ain't working. I agree with it's you. It's not just,
2: working because they're not listening to him and they're doing what they want to do. They're not playing with the effort. There's no way you're the best defensive team last year and all of a sudden he can't coach defense. They're not doing what he's telling them to
0: do. Well, but when you bring back all old guys – Rondo and Carmelo and Dwight Howard, they have the oldest team in the NBA. TJ, this is a fact. That's not feelings. They and have the oldest team in the NBA. You want those guys to roll up their sleeves and play defense? I'm they asking. They
2: have to. You, they have to. They have no – everybody can play I don't care how old you are. You can give me 18 to 22 minutes of a tough – exhausting performance on both sides of the ball, specifically the defensive side of the ball. You can do that. If you want to win, you can do it.